Welcome to the SEMRC LEAD Podcast, featuring epic supply chain lessons from our industry partners. I am your host, Donnie Williams, Executive Director of the Supply Chain Management Research Center and Clinical Assistant Professor of Supply Chain Management at the University of Arkansas's Walton College of Business. I'm excited today to be joined by Jason Turner. Jason is the Vice President of Talent and Growth Initiatives at ArtBest. Jason, thank you for being here today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, I'd love to hear about your journey into supply chain and, and what it is that you actually do every day. Well, Donnie, thanks for the invitation, and it's great to be with you. Love the podcast series you're doing. It's always informative to hear you interview uh, leaders from various parts of the world. Hey, here at Art Best, I've got the, the privilege of uh, working across all of our organization, and really uh, the charge for my current job is to recruit develop and retain the right people in the right roles so that we achieve our strategic objectives and serve our customers with excellence. But my journey of getting here was unique and unplanned, if you will. Uh, I had uh, my first decade of service uh, out of college in the electric utility business. And then I, I ended up in manufacturing. And during manufacturing is really when things started to change for me and really understanding more about the implications of supply chain management. I ended up as the quality manager for a manufacturing company in, in Texas, uh, also uh, our chief lean practitioner at the time, and I just learned a lot uh, about you know, eliminating waste all throughout the supply chain. But uh, it was a, a, you know, certainly an unplanned activity to have the opportunity to join ArcBest at the time. Like so many uh, great opportunities, this one just appeared before me and I joined us in our household goods moving business, something that ArcBest has offered to our customers since 1997 is a service called UPAC. And UPAC is a, a self-move service uh, that we've done. We've moved over a million customers with that and are very proud of that service. It's a rental truck alternative uh, for our customers that are desiring a service like that, moving cross country. So that got me into the company over 16 years ago. And through this 16 year journey, I've had the opportunity to work in various areas of our company. And um, back in 2016, uh, started in this current role. So you like, Many of our logistics and supply chain professionals really took a, a very, what I would call a winding route <laughs> through, yeah. through your career. Um, what were some of the things that really stood out to you as you look back over your career that have really been kind of those pivotal moments that you said, man, I really enjoy doing this every day uh, and really surprised you maybe about the logistics and supply chain industry? For me, you know, the, the common theme across really three industries has always been I've, I've loved working with the teams that I had the privilege of being with. And just to me, to, to connect with the, the top leader of the company, to understand the strategy of the company, the mission of the company, and then just do all I can to help us achieve that, working hard alongside folks shoulder to shoulder that's been the common theme across all of it and here at art best we've got a fantastic mission uh, we keep our eyes fixed on uh, the needs of our customers and try to adapt our strategy to meet that so to me that's a lot of fun doing that but uh, the things that uh, you know you would want to tell a young student and i know i'm sure we'll get back to that at some point 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just build solid relationships. And that's been the thing that's really benefited me the most because I've had to uh, relearn kind of the technical side of the various industries that I've gotten into. But I found that the, the fundamentals of business remain the same across all the sectors. But the, and also just those relationships you build uh, just are not only beneficial for the moment in time, the project that we may be working on, but I've just been so surprised how those relationships come back into your life time and time again, you know, maybe even decades later. You know, I think that's, uh, it's very true of your character. And so I remember when I moved to Northwest Arkansas last year and you were, I believe the first person as an industry partner that reached out and welcomed me to Northwest Arkansas. So I can certainly see how you value relationships and you've built that into just how you do business and the character of who you are. But you invited me to come down and to see ArcBest campus down in Fort Smith. And um, I, I have to admit, I was still new to ArcBest at the time. And some of our listeners may not be quite familiar with what it is that you guys do every day. Can you just share a little bit about ArcBest, kind of what your mission is, what, what you guys actually serve customers with day in and day out? Well, Donnie, thanks for giving me the opportunity. I love telling the ArtBest story. And the ArtBest story really started nearly a century ago. We we can see our hundred year anniversary out in the in the near future, and we're so excited about our next century of innovation. But really what what we describe ourselves as is a leading logistics company. And there are over 13,000 of us. We like to call ourselves creative problem solvers. And our job every day is to come alongside our customers to discern and, and identify and solve their toughest logistics challenges. And, and most people are very familiar with our LTL service that's operated through ABF Freight. And of course, ABF Freight's provided best-in-class LTL service for decades, and we're thankful for that base. But we've become so much more over the past decade as Judy McReynolds, our chairman, president, and CEO, has, has guided us to be truly an innovative, leading logistics company that is um, able to do so much more than that. And we crafted our strategy really through listening to our customers. What did our customers need? And, you know, I give examples of you know, back in 2012, when we made the, the acquisition of Panther Premium Logistics, that was in response to uh, customers asking us to help them with their challenges around uh, ground expedite and other premium logistics services. And the, and the list goes on and on. So uh, that's us every day out there uh, trying to solve problems for our customers. I love that you guys keep the customers at the forefront of what you're doing. And I find that many companies that uh, keep the customer out front are generally, you can kind of see that characteristic of innovation uh, with what they do. So there's this underlying culture of innovation and that's true for you guys too. And so I was just looking at some of you guys awards that you've received just this year. And, um, and you talked about the, the you're coming up on a century of, of being in existence with ArcBest, ABF rate and everything that you guys have been doing. So th- let me just list some of the things that I've got and I've seen right here. So, You've just been awarded the 2020 Freight Tech 100 award winners in, in the last few days. You were awarded the top, uh, let's see, 2020 top fleet award for fleet innovator from Samsura, which is a leader in industrial IoT. You guys have partnered with the Fort Smith Museum and you're showcasing and, and you've got this exhibit titled The Art Best Story, A Century of Innovation. 
And so as I think about companies that are innovative and one of the primary characteristics that they have is they keep the customer front and center of what's happening and so that they can serve those customers. And that's what I hear you talking about there. But can you talk a little bit about what the culture of innovation at, at ArcBest, how, you, how have you guys been able to cultivate this? How do you continue to lead in this space when so many organizations are focused on cutting on cost? What is it that's different about you guys? Well, Donnie, thanks for calling out those recent recognitions. We're, we're really proud of those things. And I would say it does truly go back to the customer and observing and listening to the customers. And, you know, if we're going to uh, tout ourselves to be creative problem solvers, but we're not solving the problems that they're facing, then we're not very innovative. So the first thing we do is keep our eyes and our ears peeled for the trends and the challenges that the, the customers are dealing with. And then the investment we make, and uh, we've got full support in that area uh, to continue to invest around innovations. And you know, our, our technology uh, portfolio is driven through a, a, a deep connection with uh, our business leaders and our, our art best technologies leaders that, that work hand in glove to make sure that we are delivering uh, technologies that, that do in fact meet the needs of our customers. Really, that it all flows, I believe, from our creativity value. You know, one of our six core values is creativity and the, the tagline below that reminds us that we create solutions. Mm. So as, as things continue to evolve and change at breakneck speeds, uh, you know, we've just got to be more in tune than ever. And then uh, another one of our values comes into play, which is collaboration. It's actually one of my favorite of our core values. It reminds us that we work together. And that's another thing that I think keeps us moving in the right direction is that the team is aligned around our mission. And then our strategy continues to evolve and adapt as things change in the marketplace. I find it interesting that you guys actually have a division or a separate company called ArcBest Technologies. And so this really does put you guys front and center and on the forefront of developing new technologies, staying ahead, uh, as you said, scanning, uh, and really trying to understand the marketplace and where it's going. How is that particularly uh, uh, business unit impacting the overall culture and the overall tangible needs that you have as an organization? Well, our chief innovation officer and president of Art Best Technologies, Michael Nusity, is one of the most creative minds I've ever met. And, and I'll tell you, the culture, and not just the culture, but, but just the ways and approaches to technology integration and the business that Michael brings us, I believe, are, are second to none. And, and it's just that tight connection of business and tech. Mm. And, and how we work together, um, I, I just really enjoy that that partnership, and we just see our ourselves as on one team working to solve common problems. I love that. Now, as you begin, you're the VP of Talent and Growth Growth Initiatives, and so I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about how you approach talent. So, as we begin, particularly to think about the skills that are needed, as we as technology continues to increase, as the market continues, you just said rapidly, so it's rapidly changing, right? And so how do you as a, as a talent and growth initiative VP think about this for your organization as you move to a more digital network? 
Yeah, that's, that's a great question and one that everybody's asking right now. What are the talent implications in this rapidly changing landscape? But I'll tell you, and I don't know who to subscribe the quote to, but I've heard it for years. And the old saying goes, if you hire hard, you can manage easy. Mm. And, and I'll tell you, it starts there. It starts with talent acquisition. And in fact, if you were to ask Michael Nusity uh, about why is ArtMess technology so successful, uh, he would tell you it's, it's the people and it's their hiring process. And we, we just believe we hire the best people. That's job number one there, hire the best people, hire A players. That's why one of the reasons we're so appreciative, Donnie, of the relationship we have with the University of Arkansas. Uh, because we, we've got several hundred alum uh, across our organization with dozens uh, in senior leadership positions. You guys turn out top talent. We really value and appreciate the relationship. But beyond that, uh, again, it's, it's around, uh, as I mentioned, kind of the, the mission of my group to recruit, develop, and retain the right people in the right jobs. And so that, that entire development uh, framework is is encompassed in what we call Art Best University, and we've got different colleges inside of that. But we are continually working with our business leaders to assess the offerings, how we build uh, competency in employees, how we reduce time to proficiency, and it's it's just an iterative process. But it also flows out of one of our core values, and we've got the core value of growth which says we grow our people and we grow our business. We believe that the development of our team will ultimately lead to the right type of business outcomes. I love this. And, you know, one of the things that, again, more accolades coming to Art Best, right? So recently you were ranked 12th out of Training Magazine's 2020 Top 125 for your employee training program as well as being named to, top, to the top 500 list of best employers for diversity by Forbes. And just today, I think it came out that uh, your CEO was ranked as one of the top 2020 women in supply chain. So Judy McReynolds. And so what an incredible accomplishment that you guys have from a talent and development perspective. As you're thinking about that, what makes your training and development program so strong? And how has this approach impacted diversity in your organization? Because this is a really big deal, particularly as we think about women in supply chain and minorities in supply chain and continuing to attract and retain top talent. It's a challenge for almost every organization in this space. It absolutely is. And, and we, we think that diversity inclusion goes hand in hand with uh, just leading a successful company you know judy mcreynolds is a great example and you're right thanks for calling out the the recent acknowledgement for her and and that is so well deserved she is an incredible leader very visionary courageous thoughtful and values driven and that that's really where it it starts with us is is we want to hire people with similar values yet with very diverse experiences and backgrounds. We, we love to, to gain input from different diverse pools of people. In fact, you know, with over 240 locations around the country, that gives us access to diverse groups of people. And we just celebrate that, 
that diversity of thought within our uh, organization. In fact, we're constantly asking for our employees' feedback. That, that's one of the things that we just value so much, the voice of our employees shaping us, really uh, giving us insight into how we can think differently. We believe it's really a part of the reason that we're about to celebrate this century of innovation without the diversity and, and unique thinking that comes from different perspectives. We don't think we would have uh, survived some of the, the challenging times of the past. I've, I've mentioned earlier that I was able to come down and, and tour you guys facility. You were such a great host when I came down and thank you for that. Um, but one of the things I noticed walking around was how much thought was put into your facility that is centered around making your people better um, and really providing an incredible culture for them to want to come to work, to want to be there, to want to get better, to continue to learn and improve. Um, did, was that part of the strategy? Because this is a fairly new building. And so was that part of the strategy that you were thinking about how, keeping our people, people at the center of everything that we're doing? Absolutely. And, and a lot of credit goes to our chief human resources officer, Aaron Gaddis, who, who had a whole coalition of folks involved in, in the design of the workplace. And really, we, we wanted to step back and ask ourselves, you know, how can we help our employees prosper and thrive and serve our customers with excellence? You know, really, again, looking how we could live out our values uh, in the best way through these collaborative spaces, unique designs. And of course, uh, you know, as one simple example, you know, our, our commitment to wellness, that's a core value and a very unique value. You don't see that alone. But when we talk about wellness as a core value, we talk about the idea of embracing total health and providing employees opportunities to embrace total health, certainly physical health, but mental, emotional health, all sorts of things. And so you ask yourself, well, what sorts of designs do you need to, to embrace to, to live true to that? So it, it really does start at the center of, of what, we, what we like to call internally our employee value proposition. In other words, we, you know that you have customer value propositions. What, what differentiates us with the customer? But we also like to think about as an employee of Art Best, what should you expect coming to work for, for Art Best. What's the climate going to be like? What's the culture going to be like? How's it going to be to interact? And again, it's all got to be around solving customer challenges, but it's a lot more fun and satisfying when we can grow together as we do that. So yeah, a lot has been put into that. And of course, as we all are dealing with now, a lot of thoughts being put into what's the work environment of tomorrow going to be post-COVID. And we, we recognize that, that that is looking different right now, but yet some of the, the foundational elements of we will collaborate together, we do want to interact together. So once again, looking to technology solutions to help us be able to do that effectively, uh, that's going to continue to evolve as this situation uh, unfolds. I'm going to go back to what you're talking about there with the current environment in just a moment, but I wanted to ask something else in relevance to how you guys are thinking about wellness and, uh, and health for your employees, but you're not just stopping there. You guys earlier this year were doing a really big push and campaign thinking about human trafficking and how we can fight against that. And, um, 
And so one of the things I really appreciate about Art Best and, and your organization is how much you demonstrate tangible ways that you care about not only your people, but just people in, in general and some of the problems that are out there. And so can you talk about kind of what's behind that and why you guys are involved with that so much? Well, you're probably talking about our partnership with Polaris uh, around uh, human trafficking and, and preventing that, shutting that thing down. Mm. That, that should never happen. And we believe that in our organization, we, you know, across the country, really across the globe, we, you know, our mission reminds us to connect and positively impact the world through solving logistics challenges. So we're out and about everywhere. And we believe that with basic awareness training and with uh, making uh, the communication paths clear that when we see things that don't look right, we can be part of that first response. So we're, we're very honored to play a part in that. And, and really it does. It goes back to that mission statement when we say connect and positively impact the world. We believe we have an obligation uh, to do things that will make a positive impact on the communities in which we serve. And, and we're just honored to play a tiny part in that. You know, one of the things that I have been uh, extremely aware of since I've been here in Northwest Arkansas is how many of our organizations are involved in making a difference in their communities and extending that into the world. And I think many times, corporations get a bad rap because um, they can, people only see certain things. They see business units, they may see revenue and profits and things like that. And they don't realize how much of that, um, of that revenue is, is used, is being used to really make an impact on the world around us, whether it's through providing jobs, uh, providing opportunities for people, investing in schools, uh, investing in campaigns like uh, the, the human trafficking campaigns, can you talk about that? Because as a leader in a corporation, executive in a corporation, the holistic nature of the impact that corporations can really make on communities, I think is really missed out on quite a bit. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, uh, across ArcBest, we're, we're all empowered and encouraged to personally get involved in the communities, uh, the, the needs in our own communities. And I, I'll tell you, I've, I've been supported and encouraged even to, to do some things that I feel strongly about. My, my family's involved in orphan care initiatives and uh, we, you know, we welcomed uh, some, some foster kids into our family for, to make them forever part of our family and just to see the support that I received and others have received in our organization as we went through that process, tremendous. But we also uh, get behind organizations. You know, the United Way is one that comes to mind. Uh, we, we just have tremendous partnerships there and our employees get involved and they, they get involved in some of the day of caring initiatives and there's so many out there and just so inspiring. In fact, down in that educational wing that you and I toured, there's a wall down there that we like to, to, to brag on uh, all of our employees that get involved uh, with these meaningful causes. I think about, you know, our, each year we have a group of leaders come together for specific development. And one of the things they do as part of that process is they adopt Mm. a cause they have to negotiate and vote on it and get it approved and and then they bring proposals and we've done things that are still uh it's amazing to see the impact that's still happening 
scholarship funds established, uh, St. Jude's uh, Children's uh, Network being supported, just many others are just out there now. And going forward, Habitat for Humanity up in Kansas, we, we did some things there. And these are all employee-led. And I, I think that goes back, Donnie, to, to that whole core value alignment is, is one of the things when we talk about being a values-driven group. Uh, we love diverse opinion and, and, and just coming at problems from different ways. It's so much fun. But, you know, the thing that, that binds us all together, and we call it really our cornerstone, is that values-driven culture mm. and, and, and that, that caring. And, you know, that, that's the thing that, that comes around when we talk about everything going digital. Uh, and and I'm, I'm very much in favor of us staying in tune with all the, the technology and the analytics and the, the data things that are going to, to just keep being big parts of how we have to develop people for the future. But the one thing I would say that we can never lose sight of, the human touch will never go away. And the deep human needs that are out there are still going to be out there. Even as supply chains use more digital uh, technologies, but what humans can do, showing empathy as an example, reaching out to those in need, that, those are things that humans can do and humans will continue to have to do. And it's just a, it's just a real fun thing to watch our team rally around. I really love just the kind of way that – you just capture that in your words. And I love the fact that the role that you play as, as VP of, of, of talent and growth initiatives, what I hear is just such a passion to help people grow. And by doing that, it's going to help the organization grow. And so as a professor now of, of students that are, we're trying to get prepared to enter the workforce and you've got children around that college age. I've got children around the college age. Um, that are graduating and in, entering the market force. But, and you talked about this transition to digital. What do you think the skill sets are going to be needed for these graduates that are coming up into our industry? Because it is changing so much with the technology, the digital uh, kind of applications that we're working with. How is that changing kind of that skill set, that basic skill set we need for a supply chain professional? Yeah, sure. And and you guys are so excited about your recent uh, designation through Gartner, acknowledging uh, the great program you have in place there. And I know y'all are always looking to equip uh, students with those technical skills. And I, I trust that they're going to get great education that's relevant. But along the way, uh, there needs to be an attitude around uh, ability to be resilient uh, mm. in these, these times. There's a, almost a mental health element uh, that, that is, is becoming front and center. And again, this goes back to our uh, wellness value that keeps us mindful of this. But I would say that something that needs to be said more of is that we need to help people with their resilience, their ability to cope with and handle uh, unprecedented amounts of change coming at them. Uh, that that right there, I think, is is not spoken about enough. And unfortunately, I think we've got a society that that is growing in its its numbers of people that are struggling personally uh, to to keep up with all this stuff. The anxiety levels are higher than ever. So, you know, as a, a student, you know, getting equipped. Uh, 
that there, there needs to be an acknowledgement, a realization of what they're going to be up against. Some of that can only be experienced. It can't right. really be taught, but providing opportunities for students to, to gain healthy, healthy coping mechanisms, abilities to, to deal with the, the ever mounting pressures that, that are, that come with this. That, that's one of the things that I'd say that I don't hear talked about much, but it's really on my mind. Uh, secondly, the, the thing that goes hand in glove with what we've already talked about is don't let up on the people skill side of things. Yes, I recognize certain jobs, uh, they'll be done digitally or certain aspects of jobs will be done digitally. But what it will require is that humans will have to do higher level interaction work. That's never going to go away. Mm. And again, with uh, the COVID crisis is a perfect example. It's, it seems like it's even harder at this moment to build meaningful relationships during this time when we're all taking the appropriate precautions. But I would encourage students, again, I'm expecting they're going to get their education and data and analytics, the use of technologies, problem solving methods. Yes, yes, more of that. But let's not forget that we're still human beings and, and the way we're designed and built as humans will not change. I really think those are some incredible recommendations. First for our curriculum, as we begin to think about that, you know, thinking about this uh, mental health issue uh, that's rapidly growing, but I wanted to ask you a question that's kind of related to that, particularly as we've seen COVID-19 impact the current environment of supply chain. And so it's changed really a bit of the nature of the work that you guys are doing or how you're doing work day in and day out with people working from home. Uh, there's changes in the industry. Uh, we were seeing, you and I were talking earlier just about different industries, the, the level of bankruptcies that are going to be happening there. And there's this shift that's happening that's causing a lot of stress on our supply chains. Um, can you just talk about what it is that you're seeing? What are some things that you're looking at and saying, wow, this is, this is a really big opportunity uh, for some positive things, but here's some things I'm really concerned about as well. Uh, what would you say to the current environment that's happening right now? Well, let's start with the, the good news, and I, I recall this back from a, a quote uh, that a former professor there with you guys, Dr. Terry Esper, said uh, to us one day, and I really liked it. It stuck with me. Uh, logistics matters more than ever now, if mm. you think about it, and it, it's, it's not something that, that once was kind of not well understood, but now we realize that because of the boom with e-commerce and that, that almost sounds ancient for me to even <laughs> say it like that now. But uh, right. of course, COVID has, uh, you know, taken that to another level of why people prefer to shop and purchase goods online, have things delivered online or, or from online sources to their doorstep. So we, we'll continue to see that evolve. We'll continue to see how the, uh, aftermath of, of this uh, pandemic, uh, you know, slants shopping habits and, and personal preferences on that. But we know that it's, it's disrupting many. That's, that's well publicized. Many are being disrupted, particularly in the, the retail space. So as those in the supply chain business, we understand that does reshape chains 
And so we'll, we'll stay on top of that. But it, it matters more than ever because the, the products uh, are so much tied into the delivery of them now. So that mm. there, and, and if a product can, uh, reputation can be scarred by a failure on the, the, the supply chain side of things. You know, if people expect it to be on time now and, and be free, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that's, uh, that's the, the good news is I think logistics matters more than ever. I think just going back to what concerns us, uh, we all are facing this, just this volatility right now and this uncertainty. And I think the lack of predictability would be a concerning area for all of us. And so just, just having to navigate and the um, unpredictable mm. <laughs> would be something that I think we're all in the same boat with. Now, I think with your background in manufacturing and, and particularly your training in lean and agile methodologies can you talk about how important agility is and how that what are the tangible aspects of that particularly when we've got so much unpredictability in front of us in this uncertain environment how critical and what is art best doing to remain agile during this time sure yeah well agility and i, I read a recent study where the ceos polled said that agility and the, the ability to be agile, not just the methodology agile, but just agility, the ability mm -hmm. to, to be flexible and, and pivot as needed is like a survival uh, requirement now. Without it, you're just not going to make it. So, mm -hmm. you know, what are we doing? You know, it reminds me of going back to the, the manufacturing days, uh, being in, you know, kind of a facilitator of our lean efforts and lean basically at the time we defined it as the systematic identification and elimination of waste mm. in all of our business processes. And there's never been a time <laughs> more critical than now that we just can't afford it. We can't afford waste. We right. can't afford non-value added motion activity, et cetera. So uh, another thing is just these methodologies, you know, you mentioned, agile but these these other ways that you can you know get things up to a, a, a scale and, and and do some small bets and and test that that won't break the bank but can be done fast you know we're we're all trying to to do things quicker faster and and um, learn faster that that's another thing is is learning faster you know learning and failing faster uh, as need be from time to time, but then uh, continuing that journey. I love that you brought in learning. And so I've got one last question for you and then we can uh, wrap this up. But as you know, and I've mentioned to you, I, I love to share these podcasts with our students. And, um, and I talk to students constantly about developing a learning mindset and and continual learning that you should never you can never stop learning uh and that college i think the best thing about university and going to college is that you learn how to learn and um and that's a lifelong process and will never stop but if i were to give you 60 seconds or so just stand up and just say hey here's my soapbox for students what would jason turner the evp of talent and growth at art best say to uh, the up-and-coming students of today uh, and how to think about their careers, how to prepare for their careers, and how to think about being successful for a long time. That's hard to do in 60 seconds, but we'll <laughs> give it a shot. 
the first and foremost thing, and again, is Donnie and I like to to joke about these college age kids of our own. So you, you may hear some of my personal speeches come through in this here, but the idea of, of catching a vision for your life is the, the first and foremost thing. I'm not saying have uh, everything figured out by no means. I, I could have never guessed I'd be where I am today, but yet earlier and earlier in life, capturing the essence of a mission statement for your life that, that puts the bookends on the things that I hold true, the things I value, uh, the things that, that I will do and the things that I won't do. And I tell you so much of what is popular out there uh, during the college years is destructive. And as much as possible, let the vision constrain you. Let the vision uh, keep you uh, from, from straying away so far that there's damage done. And I see that all the time. Um, kids make decisions uh, and just don't realize the repercussions. So be careful, have fun, but be very careful of uh, the implications there because in this day and age, the problem is uh, there are so, it seems like things are, are nothing's private anymore. Mm. And, and so you got to guard against uh, doing things that would not uh, be helpful for your reputation uh, in the years to come. The, the other thing I would say is back to your point of the learning mindset is to recognize that the college experience and the college degree even is just a milestone along the way. Mm. But, you know, I can say it, and, my fifth decade that I'm learning more now than I learned when I was 20. And it's incredible. And to take personal responsibility for that, mm. to never stop, to, to don't, don't require the instructor to, to set the, the tone for you go above and beyond what that instructor's laying out uh, really stand out is, is what I would say in your character. That that's another thing along with, the competence building that happens work on the character side of the equation. And that's the, the hard work, the work ethic, the discipline, the things of that nature. The last thing I would say is take advantage of the professors. And I don't mean that take advantage of them. I mean, uh, <laughs> avail yourself to them. My best experiences from college were the relationships I built with my professors and, and those professors uh, some of them are no longer amongst us, but they have had lasting influence on my life, both in what they taught me, but also just the counsel they gave me, uh, the doors they opened for me. And so get involved with the professors, get involved with the, the life there at the campus in your departments, because it'll pay dividends for you. Jason, I would say um, just Speaking from personal experience, uh, you guys, Art Best, is so involved with the University of Arkansas and the Walton College. You guys sponsor class projects for our students. You're involved as guest speakers for our classes. And so thank you for that. And thank you for sharing that with our students. But I don't think that's just great information and, and um, uh, advice for our students. I think that's great advice for any professional at any stage of their career. And so thank you for sharing that. That's just, that's just incredible advice that we can all take to heart and continue to build upon. 
because it never stops, right? Never stops. And so, Jason, I want to thank you for being a guest with me today. What an epic discussion we've had. And just we've covered so many things. It's just such rich information. And I appreciate you sharing out of your own expertise, your professionalism, and your own personal life. Just sharing those things are just just what this podcast is really all about. And I also want to thank the audience for taking the time to listen. On behalf of the Walton SMRC, we're delighted to lead with you as we learn, engage, address, and develop all things supply chain to lead a world of commerce from Northwest Arkansas. Have a great day.